Tonight we're going to learn the Vilna Gain on Vayakel. It's a double parsha this week, Vayakel Pekude. We're going to learn it on Vayakel. And it's probably the shortest piece um, that we've learned together. So that means we have to learn it and we have to go into it more bi'ian. So, on Lamed Vav Gimel, the Pasuk is describing the, uh, the contributions that were made to the Mishkan. And it says that, they, that the craftsmen, the artisans, and they brought another Nedava besides um, for whatever was given, they gave another Nedava each and every morning. Babaker, Babaker. Every morning they gave an adaba. Not clear exactly uh, what this is talking about. So the Vilna Gain says as follows Milas Eid Niram Yusser. It should have just said, They brought a, a gift every single morning. What does it mean? Eid Nedava, Babaker, Babaker. Shamati Bashem Hagra. So I heard Bashem the Gra. The umnin, the craftsmen, the tzalel, and, uh, uh, and all of the people that were on his team of craftsmen, of artisans, so they brought another nedava. And what was that other nedava? What additional nedava was brought by them? Eza nedava. Babaker, babaker. You know what the Nedava that the craftsmen brought to the Mishkan? It was Babaker Babaker, meaning instead of saying the the Pshat Kipshut, the Pasakipshutai, that they brought another Nedava each and every morning, the Aid Nedava, the additional thing that they brought that was extra, was they brought their mornings. Babaker Babaker, that was it wasn't a more every morning dika Nedava. It was that the mornings were their nedava. It wasn't just the pasuk isn't describing the time that they brought their nedava. The babaker babaker is the nedava. That is the gift. That is the contribution that they made. Because derecha umnin vapayalim lamed b'sha'a shvius. Chazal tell us that the umnin, different tradesmen, have different times that they wake up in the morning. So kings wake up at a certain time, and, and the way of Umnen and Payalim are they wake up at the seventh hour of the day. Bishashvis, the seventh hour. Okay, so that's, a, that's pretty late, right? That's a pretty late time that the Umnen generally wake up. But they woke up in the morning, as soon as it was daybreak, before Alei Sashachar, that's when they got up. What they get up to do? They, get up, they got up to do the Mishkan, to build the Mishkan. They could have stayed in bed longer. Their craftsmen and their trade generally stays in bed until the seventh hour of the day. So if, let's say, uh, you know, if, uh, if Alei is, is, let's say, five o'clock in the morning, so then they would get up at the seventh hour of, of, of the day. That's pretty late, right? But the, um, 
They didn't do that. They didn't stay in bed that long. They got up at the crack of dawn. Why did they get up? Because they wanted to be bright and early, excited to do their Avaida. What was their Avaida? To build the Mishkan. So the Nidava was Babaykar, Babaykar. The Nidava that the Umnen gave to the Rabbeinu Shalom, to the Mishkan, was their mornings. They didn't have to. They had every excuse in the book not to wake up. They got up, they went to sleep late at night, and they were probably working on the Mishkan till late at night. But every single morning they got up, they davened, I'm sure, and then they, they went and they did their Avaida. That's the Vilna Gain. Okay, so now we have that Yisait from the Vilna Gain. Now let's see how that's Nagaya to us. We are all umnen. We all are craftsmen. We're all tradespeople in a certain sense. We all have a profession. What is our profession? Our profession, for whatever additionally you might be going, going for in terms of a career, a career is not what you do. A career is how, it's not, it's not your life, it's how you make a living. It's a very big difference. But what is a ben tyra? What's a yid's real omnis? So the Pasuk in Yaina says that Yaina was asked on the ship, when the ship was tossing to and fro, and they, it was chashvali shavar, they thought that the boat was going to capsize. So the sailors on the boat, Chazal tells us there were 70 sailors, each one from a different one of the Um Asylums. There was an Italian on the boat, there was a Russian on the boat, and there was a Greek on the boat, and there was a uh, Frenchman, everyone was on this boat. And they asked Yaina, they had a feeling for certain reasons that Yaina was the reason why the boat was about to tip. He was the problem. And they asked him, What do you do for a living? They wanted to know what he did for a living. And Yaina didn't say, I'm a carpenter, I'm a plumber, I'm a lawyer, I'm a doctor. To that question, Yaina Hanavi answered, Ivriya Naichi. I am a Jew. V'as Hashem Hashemayim. Anyone know these words? Ani. Yari. Should we sing? No. no. Okay. So, I'm a Jew, and I'm pre- and V'as Hashem Hashemayim ani yare. and Hashem, the God of Heaven, I fear. That's my malacha. He didn't say that. That's what I do religiously. He was asked, what's your malacha? What do you do for a living? What's your line of work? And he said, that, that was the answer. That, the Briskarov says that that's the answer that every good yid should really be answering. If, if anyone ever asks you, what do you do? What do you do for a living? So you might you know, instinctively say in, in a couple of years that you're a, a doctor, you're a rebbe, you're a lawyer, you're this, you're that. No, no, no. That's not, in fact, the, the Briskarov once asked somebody, an Eirechtin, a, a lawyer, what do you do? And the Eirechtin says, I'm an Eirechtin. So he says, oh, but, but what do you do? What do you do? He says, I'm an Eirechtin. He said, again, and like he wasn't getting it. He says, when Yainu was asked, he didn't say his profession. He, he, he certainly made, did something for a living. We don't know what it was. But he answered that I'm a Jew. This is what we're supposed to be thinking. We have a job every single day. When we wake up in the morning, we have a job. Whether or not we have, have to punch a time clock or we don't have to punch it, we have a, there is a virtual time clock that we're punching. We're on Hashem's time. 
Our whole life is on Hashem's time. And the first way that a Yid shows that he is in this line of work of being a Jew and having Yerushamayim is when he gets up in the morning like the Umnin and the Mishkan and wakes up. That's the first thing you do. You wake up. And then you say, You thank HaKadosh Baruch That's the first thing a Yid does. It's thank Hashem. That's why we're called Yehudim. Yehudim is a Lashon of Haida. I'm grateful. So a Yid wakes up. The first thing he does before he uh, even shuts his alarm, before he uh, checks his email, before he checks his text, before he watches Negevaser, the first thing he does is say Maidani. You go, you wash Negevaser, and then you go and you get dressed, and you do Birchaz HaShachar, Birchaz HaTayra, you daven, or you come to the daf, and then you daven, but, and then the day goes on and on. After you daven, you eat breakfast, you learn a little bit, you eat breakfast, and this is the way the day goes for a Jew. That's a good Jew. That's a Jew that takes his Yiddishkeit seriously, that sees his life as being, I'm working for the boss, with a capital B. Many people don't look at it that way. Many people, they wake up whenever they wake up. They wake up at Shashvias, like they, you know, they just sleep and sleep and sleep until they naturally wake up, and then they come to lunch, and then they, uh, you know, I don't know, they go to college or something, and uh, that's not the way Yid wakes up. That's not what we're supposed to be doing. That's not what we're here for. I'm not talking about in land, in, that we're not in Lander for that. We're not in this world for that. And whether or not it's during the Zman, or whether or not it's Bein Azmanim, whether it's before Pesach, Chalamayed, summer, you wake up in the morning, the one thing I hate, one of my many pet peeves, not many, one of my pet peeves is that, I don't know if you have in your community, where I grew up, there was a, on Chalamayi, there was a yeshiva minion, or the whole Ben Azmanim, like a week before Pesach, a week after, whatever. So yeshiva, what's, what's yeshiva minion? Yeshiva minion is like for the, for the lazy guys that wake up at nine, you know, so they start their minion at nine o'clock. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? Okay. Is there a bigger Chil Hashem? Like all the doctors are running to work. They went to, they went to Daf at 5.45. They start their minion at 6.45. They're, you know, davening till 8. They run off to work. They're working, you know, hard the whole day. And Yishuvachir rolls out of bed at 8.30 maybe and comes to shul at 9. What does that say to people? What does it say to our parents? What does it say to us? It means that we're not taking it seriously. It means it's, we have no time is, is worthless to us. And, you know, it is what it is. And I... I you know, I, I just, I'm a chiller. That's basically what you're saying to yourself, to your community. Uh, all the Balabatna, look at Yeshua Bachram as being lazy because of that. And it's a chil Hashem. So this is what we're supposed to take from this parsha that the biggest nidava that we could give the Rabbi every day is waking up and davening, waking up and learning, giving those hours that technically... You know, maybe you could go to a later minion, and maybe you could still even make it in time for Seder. But you come to davening in yeshiva, and you learn a little bit before davening if you can. You start your day off right. That's an adava that payalim ha'umnim payalim. If you consider yourself that your malacha is this to be a yid, to be a yerushalayim, to be a ben Tyra, then you have to start off with davening. That's how you start the day off. That's that's our day. Our day starts on the right foot. 
waking up, and, and, and I know that I'm preaching to the choir. I'm looking around the room. You're probably wondering, like, why am I talking? To, I'm, again, I, I repeat myself every single schmooze lately, but, like, the guys that need to hear this are not here, so I ha- I'm just venting to you guys, and you could maybe spread the word what I'm saying. It's a, it's a Dover Pasha, what I'm saying. This is not something that, it's not a major chiddish. You have to start the day off right. Start the day off with davening. If you're not davening in the morning, then your whole day is going to be just tripping over yourself. It's not going to be good. But if you start writing, you daven like a mensch, and you eat like a mensch, and you go to a seder like a mensch, then you're, you're showing that you're in... I forget the, the, you know, the attendance sheets and the grades. That's not about that. We're talking about just being a responsible bentaira. And, you know, then when, you're get, when you get married, it's not going to be a shock to your wife you know, that, you know, and I know women, wives have called me, like, my, why is my husband waking up, you know, at nine, you never told me about this about him, you know, he wakes up at nine o'clock every day, I have to go to work at six, drop off the baby, or whatever, by the, by the guy, or whatever, and he's waking up at 8.39, like one time a woman, she came back to the apartment to get something, and her husband was still sleeping, it's not acceptable, it's not normal. So it starts in yeshiva, it starts t- tomorrow morning, you have to come to davening, it's not you know, not for the attendance, for you. If you're an uman and you're a seicher and you're a, and you're a, um, a payal of Hashem, then this is the first thing that we give to the Rabbi Nishon. Rupinkus, says that the reason why waking up in the morning is so chashiv to Hashem is because we know like there's a concept of bikurim, Bikurim means that the first fruits that grow on your farm, uh, you have to give to the rabbinic. You bring them to your shalayim, you give them to the kayin, and you, uh, you, you, uh, you read a parsha there in your shalayim. Why is Bikurim so important? In fact, Chazal say at the beginning of Sefer Bereshis, Bereshis Rabbah, like right at the beginning, that the world was created for the mitzvah of Bikurim. Bikurim, I mean, Rashi doesn't say, what does Rashi say, why the Bishvil what? Yisrael, Yisrael, and, and Tyra. But the Medrash says that also, but it also says Bikurim. Why is Bikurim, you know, it's, it's not like one of the major mitzvahs in the Tyra, but yet the whole world was, was created for it. So the Chinuch writes already that the very first thing that a person is, earns is very chaviv to him. Very chaviv to him, the first things. For example, if you ever go into a, uh, like a grocery store or a restaurant or a shawarma place or a pizza place, if you ever notice, a lot of times on the wall by the cash register, there's like some dollar bills or $5 bills that are like sort of taped, uh, scotch taped to the wall. What are those? Those are the first, when he first opened up his business, the first dollar, the first $5, the first $10, like came to him. This is after getting his, you know, his, his health permit and getting his lease and getting his cash register and getting his credit card machine and getting his workers and getting his uh, dough and his recipes and his, his menu. After all that, finally he sets up shop and he comes, you know, somebody comes into the, through the doors of his establishment and actually buys something from him. Very, very chasha because that's like, the, wow, this is the first, this is the first money that I earned from this operation. It's very precious then. And understandably so. That's the same thing 
when a farmer goes out to his field after having invested in seed and, and planting his you know, the stuff into the ground and watering it and, and, and getting the sunlight and getting the this and the shade and whatever needs to be done and going through all the malachas of Shabbos to, in order to make sure that this thing grows properly. Finally, you know, one of the shivas haminim grows, if it's a stalk of wheat, if it's a grape, if it's a, if it's a fig, and you tie a gemi around it, you tie, when the first blossom comes, you tie like a little string around it and then you wait for it to grow a little more and you bring that to Yushalayim. Because what do you naturally want to do with this thing? This is something that, I want to try this. This is the first grape. I want to, I want to taste all of the, this is the fruits of my, of my labor, literally. But instead of doing that, you give this most hush of a thing, the first thing that you got, you don't keep it for yourself. The best, I want to give to the Rabbi Nishan. I want it. I very badly want to taste it, but instead I'm going to give that up and give it to the Rabbi Nishan. So Rapinka says, What's the best part of the day? The best part of the day is the morning. It's the best part of the day. You know, it's, 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 it's geschmack to stay in bed. You know, you wake up and you don't want to wake up at, you know, the alarm clock, 6.45. You want to go, you want to stay in bed. It's geschmack. You know, you need a little extra sleep. You want to, you know, you want to enjoy. In the winter, it's cold outside. You want to stay under your toasty covers. And in the summer, you know, you don't want to go into the hot. You want to stay in the air conditioner. And, and you know, it's, it's nice to stay in bed. It's a nice thing. And you're young and you're, you know, your body maybe needs it a little bit more. And, you know, it's... And then when you get up and you say, no, I'm not going to, then you're giving to the Rebbein Hashem the Bikurim of the day. This is the best part of the day. I'm giving this up to you, Hashem. Do I want to stay in bed? A thousand, a million percent, I want to stay in bed. I do not want to get up right now. But I fight that urge to stay in bed and I give it up. Why? Why am I doing this? I'm giving it my Nidava, Babaiker, Babaiker. Every morning, I'm giving the Rebbein Hashem a Nidava of the most precious thing to me, and that's the Bikurim of the day, the first part of the day. It's the best part to stay in bed, and I'm giving that up. I have roommates, Miminam and Mismailam, that are in bed, and they're just, you know, they're just, and, and I'm able to get up and, and fight, the, you know, go against the tide and be able to give the Rabbi Shalom this most precious part of the day, my Bikurim. The Rabbi Shalom is tremendously mach of that. It means a lot. Don't take it for granted. Don't think the Rabbi Shalom takes it for granted. If you're one of these people that do wake up every morning, get up early, it's not taken for... The Rabbi knows your age. He knows the environment. He knows that it's cold out. He knows that it's hot out. He knows, he knows that, you're, that you got to sleep late. You were studying or you were learning or you were chilling, whatever you were doing the night before. And now, you know, you really want to stay in bed and you get up for him to daven. You say, you get dressed, you go, you learn, you're davening. That's a tremendous thing. This chus of that itself is amazing. That's your nedava. You don't have to give $10 million to a local charity, to yeshiva. Your nedava is waking up in the morning, rabbiker, rabbiker, every day. And the more that you wake up consistently, the better an uman you are, the better you're showing HaKadosh Baruch that this is really your malacha. Imagine if you got a job, 
you know, working for, uh, in the White House, and it's really a geschmack job. You're mamish in the Oval Office with the President, and you're, you know, and you're getting exposed to history and the making every day is another experience. And then, like, all of a sudden, you, you know, you start waking up late, and, you know, instead of coming into the office, uh, I remember President Bush II, George W. Bush, he was very yekish. He was like, he wanted everything to be on time. And he came first to the meeting, came early to every meeting. And sometimes presidents roll in last. He was there first. And if people weren't, people walked in even a few minutes late, he, got, he called them out. And he says, what are you doing? How could you be late to a meeting? You're, you're in, in a meeting with the president of the United States, the Oval Office. You don't get a job like this. You don't want your job, then goodbye. But like, if you want to keep your job, you have to be here on time. And we have that same opportunity. We're serving, not the President of the United States, the Melech Malchem Lachem. I know it sounds very cliche, and it's hard to understand what that means, and we look around the room, Shkayach, it's not such a plum job if everybody has it, but it's not everybody that has it. And maybe everybody in the yeshiva has it, but we're like, you know, Jews are, I think, a half a percent of the world population, maybe. And how many people are Shemir Tayyar Mitzvahs? How many people are Bnei Tayyar of the Jews? probably 1% of the Jews. So we're like mamish 1% of like 1% of the world population. It's not a very big number. I don't know how many, Jew, how many from Shemri Temetzis are in the world, but I would, I would say probably not a million around the whole world. Is that fair to say? Maybe, if you, maybe 2 million, I don't know. But not a lot. Very, very, not that many. But, so it's not that many people. We, we do have a tremendous opportunity but we have to come to the meeting on time. The meeting is davening. The meeting is seder. And we have to be responsible with our position because this is what HaKadosh Baruch Hu expects from us. And when we do it, we're doing amazing, amazing uh, things. Reb Chaim writes, a dover menusa. He says, this is something, it's money in the bank, what I'm about to tell you from Chaim Elajner. Chaim Elajner was the Talmudic of the Gain, our Rebbe. So, it says like this, Kishiyashkim Adam Babaiker, when a person wakes up in the morning, V'yikabel alav bayayim hahu al taira be'emes, and you're and you so when you wake up in the morning, you don't wake up and think, okay, so I have a midterm I have to study for, and then I have to pack, and I have to, you know, I have to catch an airplane. I have to, you're thinking in the morning when you wake up, I today want to be makabal on myself, the oil ha-tayra, the yoke of Tyra, the responsibility of Tyra on my shoulders, be'emes, in truth, genuine, obelay tam with a full, pure heart. What happens then, says Reb Chaim Lajner? Oz yasuru mimenu habitulin. All bitulim will go away from you. Ubevada yatsliach bayayim hahu batayra. And you will have hatzlocha that day in learning. It's a very big guarantee. If you wake up in the morning, you're makabalan yourself right away. The ayat tayra be'emes of lev tamim. Then all the bitulim, what does that mean bitulim? All the things that normally would get in your way won't get in your way. Maybe you were supposed to today get a flat tire. 
that day that you woke up. And that's a very big bit. You have to go and you have to go to the gas station and then you know, have it plugged or have it, have it replaced and it's money and it's time. Or maybe you know, your cell phone drops in a, you know, in a, in a bathtub or something. Or, uh, some, things happen all the time. These are bitulin. These are things that are taking us away from Tyra. If a person wakes up and is macabre on themselves, the Ayla Tyra that I, I want to learn today. Today, my mission is one. I want to learn, I want to daven, I want to be a good Jew. HaKadosh Baruch Hu, this is Baduk Manusa. This isn't, this isn't me talking. This is Reb Chaim telling us something. And when Reb Chaim says something, this is mamish money in the bank. You will not have the flat tire. You will not have, you know, that letter in the mail, that bill that you were dreading, or that, uh, you know, that, some, that, that person that hurts you, or you fall off the bike, or something, you know, somebody insults you, or whatever, you, whatever is going to happen won't happen. And you will be matzliach that day in Tyra. And based on, in, in, in direct correlation with how much your undertaking, how much your commitment was in the morning when you woke up, that you want this day to be a Tyra day. I want to really learn. I want to really serve Hashem. Yazreyu Hashem Hashem will help you today. All the tirdas that you might have potentially had will go away. That's a pretty, pretty strong guarantee from Chaim Elijah. He's not asking us to do a lot. It's not, it's not a big ask. He's just saying, think when you wake up, I want this day to be for Tyra. I want to be makabal myself. Try it. Can't hurt. Right? What, what could it be? It could, can't be bad. Don't be surprised if all of a sudden you have the best day of learning in your life. And don't be surprised if the things that you were dreading, you thought would happen, don't happen. Because this is what Rabbi Chaim Lajna says. He's not, he's not speaking out, you know, stop. This is real. This is legit. It's not an easy thing. It's not an easy thing and to wake up in the morning. And if it seems like I'm like being very, you know, I remember when I was, uh, when I was in high school, uh, it was hard to get me up out of bed. And uh, I remember my father, Oliver Shalom, used to, uh, when he couldn't get me up for a minion, he would take my mattress and sort of like move it. And so I would like sort of slide off the bed or it became like the airplane uh, ramp and I would slide off the bed onto the floor and that's how I got up in the morning. It wasn't so easy to get up. Now at this point in my life, I, can't, I really can't sleep somewhere. When you, you'll see when you get older, it's a funny thing that happens at one point. You know, you go from loving sleep to not being able to sleep. I wake up every morning at 3.30 and, uh, and I, can't, I really can't go back to sleep. So I, I learn and whatever. I, but, you know, Rebel Yashiv used to wake up every morning at 2 a.m. And he would learn, like he would, you know, and, uh, and, but they say that he would, in the winter, it was cold, and he, that, he had a seder at 2 a.m., an official seder. He started learning again. And, but sometimes it's said that he he would kick off his blanket onto the floor, like at 2 a.m., because he knew that, even the great Rebbe Yashiv knew that if he wouldn't kick off the blanket and, you know, want to get warmed up and get his cup of coffee or whatever, then, you know, he might be tempted to go back to sleep. Okay, granted, it's 2 a.m., not 9 a.m., 
but it's still, it's the Rebbe Yasha we're talking about. So, you know, there, there was a joke that was circulating about um, that, you know, when, after Yashiv was Nifter, so a lot of people were naming their, their, their children uh, Yasef Shalom after him. Um, Shalom Yasef or Yasef Shalom? Yasef Shalom. So, so um, but then it said that, you know, all these babies were waking up at 2 a.m. and started crying, so the G'daylam said to stop naming the babies after him. It was a joke. But that's, but, you know, this... He, it's not easy. Sometimes it's it's very rough to you know to not get up. It, you know when you get my age, it'll be easier. But when you're young, you want to sleep. But this is when you get the schar, and this is when you get the proper training uh, to do this to give up something to the rabbi Sham. It's not a big deal that I'm waking up at three thirty. I can't sleep. But let's say you know I could sleep, and let's say I really wanted to sleep, and and so. The best thing to do if you really want to make sure to get up is make a chavrusa in the morning before davening. If you make, because if you don't make a chavrusa, so then, all right, I'm tired, and I'll wake up, I'll go to I'll daven later. If you have a chavrusa, or even better, if you come to the daf, and there's no daf tomorrow, by the way, it's, we're studying in because I have to, my son is coming in from Eretz Israel um, you know, for Pesach, so I'm going to make him up in the effort, so we did sort of do daf, almost do daf. This morning, so don't get disappointed if you come tomorrow morning. You could still come and sit by my makam and, and chill with Sam or something. But um, that is. Uh, but if you join a daf or if you uh, or if you have a seder with somebody, like make chavrusas with each other. It doesn't have to be seven o'clock. By the way, if, I think if you wake up at seven, you get a safra card every morning. If you if you learn half an hour before davening, how how much how much is it? Do you know. Oh, fifty dollars every week. No, oh. four weeks. fifty dollars? No, it's not good. <laughs> not worth it for you. Yeah. What? Right. Right. That is every week. Okay. Anyway, but um, it's pretty good. Anyway, it's fifty bucks. Fifty bucks. But um, but it's you know there's mountain scarbitzi that you get safra cards, but if you make a chavrusa, like you'll first of all another thing is that. If you wake up early in the morning, you find like time that you didn't even know you had during the day. Like everybody complains, I got no time. I can't do this. I don't have time to study. I can't do learn. Can't chazer. Like, hello. If you wake up at six o'clock in the morning and everyone else is sleeping and it's like you come to the basement and it's empty, you'll have you know two, like close to two hours that you know that you could do anything you want. You could chazer everything. And you can uh, be Mavra Sedra, and you could uh, prepare your Maramakaimis, or go over Shir from yesterday, or, or do Bakiyas, do Bi'ian, do, you could do anything. It's a, it's a beautiful time of day that everybody else is sleeping, it's quiet, and, and your mind is fresh, and uh, it's an amazing time of day. You discover like time that you don't have. Now, the problem is we go to sleep very late, and you know, that's a very big problem. So if you're studying or you're learning, it's one thing. But if you're just, like, wasting time and you're on your laptop late at night, which is a horrible thing, by the way, do not... I told this to many, many people lately because a lot of people, you know, don't bring your laptop into your dorm room. If you, you know, obviously, if you have a report, I don't know what to do. Do, do your work here. Do not bring your laptop back to the dorm 
Vamevin Yavin. It's not it's it's a it's it's very bad on many, many levels and on the worst levels. Um, and your phone is also very bad, but you know, whatever. The the Itzara is so brilliant they put an alarm clock in the phone. So you have to bring the phone. But you can buy an alarm clock also. You can on Amazon go on on Amazon ten bucks to get an alarm clock without a phone. So if you can keep your phone and a laptop in the building here and then just go back, you'll feel like you'll go to sleep like a malach, you'll wake up like a malach. Um, and you'll wake up. <laughs> but, you know, if you don't, and you're up all night watching YouTube and, and who knows what, then before you know it, it's going to be 3.30 in the morning, there's no way you're going to wake up for davening. So all of this is, um, you know, I think that they say of art that in, in davening we say in the morning... These are things that have no shear, I think. And then it says, Vashkamas, Beis Medrash, Shachris Va'arvis. That going to, waking up in the morning, Shachris, to the base, comes to the Shachris Va'arvis. So, Arvis is in Hashkama. You're not waking up in the morning, Arvis. What does it mean? You're waking up, Arvis? You, you took a nap and you woke up, Arvis, to go to this Medrash? So they say the Pshat is that if you want to do Hashkamas, Shachris, it starts from Arvis. It starts on the night before. You can't expect to have Hashkamas based matter Shachris if your Arvis is horrible. It starts with Arvis. So you Davin Mariv, you learn a little bit, and you go back to your room without your phone, without your laptop, and you just and you go to sleep. You can learn in bed a little bit, say Kriyashma Alamita a couple of times if you can't go to sleep, and you fall asleep, and then you know you wake up like a mensch. I know that there are times of the year that you can't, you have, you have studying and you have tests, you have papers, so then, you know, you work here a little bit and then you go back to the dorm. But don't, you know, try to really get a good night's sleep and the stipler says a Ben Tyre should get seven, eight hours of sleep every night if he can. I know that sounds like a, you know, it sounds impossible, but it's possible. And all of this is the way to start the day. And when we start the day well, we have the Kabbalah of Chaim Melajner, that you want to be makabal on yourself, the oil hatayra be'emes of lev tamim, then your day is going to be amazing. Every single day, he's giving us a secret to life. That heim heviu elav oid nedava. They brought another nedava. What was their other nedava? Babaker, babaker. They woke up. The greatest nedava that you could give to the rebbeinu is wake up every morning whether your Rebbe is looking for you by diving, whether he's not, whether you're in Landers, whether you're home, whether you're on a ski trip, whether you're in, a, in Miami, for whatever you're doing, wake up and find a minion to go to. And that's the only way that a Ben Tyrus, that's not a way to start it. That's the only way to start a day. It's not from Kite. It's the first halacha in Shulchan. It's halacha. If, you, if, you're, if you're a card-carrying member of Klai Yisrael, we follow the Shulchan Aruch. The first halacha in Arachayim, Aleph, Aleph, is that a person is supposed to wake up, miskaber, babaker, kari, lavedas, habayri. you got to wake up like a lion. Like a lion. Jump out of bed. Jump out of bed. Wait a little bit, and then it says not to jump out right when you wake up. You have to, you have to wait, give it a little time, and then go. And then don't stop. Don't, you know, kick off your blanket and get out of bed. Make your bed. Also very important when you wake up in the morning to make your bed. Because that way you come back later and you feel good. If your bed is made, your whole day is more masudr. It's not respectful for your roommates. Uh, it's not respectful when you get married to your wife. I don't, think, I don't think more than a few days in the past 25, 26 years that I'm married went by that I didn't make my bed every morning. It's not nice. I, why, who, why, my wife should make my bed for me? 
Like, make your bed. It's something that's responsible. Make your bed now as a bachar, and then when you get married, you're going to be able to make your bed. But all of these are things that, I, that you do when, you, when you're young, and you train yourself, and you get into the groove, and then it just will be like, you know, how can I not? Like, what, what's a shy? Of course I'm getting up tomorrow morning. It's not a question when you wake up, should I or shouldn't I? It's obvious that I'm going to. Unless I'm deathly ill or something, you have to wake up in the morning. It's, not a, it's, not, it's non-negotiable. And if you think, well, it's impossible, it's possible, because a lot of people are doing it. And, and a lot of it has to do, like we said, what, how you're going to bed at night. You go to sleep at night, like a, like a Ben Taira, and you go to get a good night's sleep, you wake up like a man. You're up till 3.30, and you're schmoozing, and you're on the phone, and you're this and that. Then, of course, you're not going to get up. But that's on you. It's not the Rabbi Shem's problem that you're on, on your phone till three, that's your problem. And if you had a really cool job or a big job or, or a job, you get up in the morning because you, gotta, you better be there or else you know, the boss is going to fire you. Well, you've got to do that here also. And the, you might not get fired from Lander, but the Rabbi Shem is waiting for you. Rabbi Shem is waiting for you to come to Minyan. You get up and you, and you come. He's the boss. Okay, Rabbi Shem.